1: Wow, uh, we are so excited today to have such an incredible guest, Dr. Angie Sadeghi, and she is a powerhouse, changing the world. She focuses on health and how a plant-based diet can revolutionize your health. Dr. Angie, tell us your story as a physician, and tell us all your credentials, because you know so many people will. Ooh, well, who is this? You have so many credentials. And how a plant-based diet transformed your life. Well, thank you, Jane.
2: Thank you for having me on your show. So my name is Dr. Angie Sudegi. I'm uh, double boarded in internal medicine as well as gastroenterology. I have I'm board eligible for bariatric medicine and. Uh, uh basically and um what what happened was to be honest with you 15 years ago i stumbled upon this um sort of this vegetarian lifestyle and so what happened is i was sitting with my friend who was a co-resident in internal medicine at usc we were having lunch together and i looked at her plate and it said um and it uh, she had a bunch of colorful vegetables and um and and her, her her uh, plate looked like the color of the rainbows and I had a burger on my plate and french fries. At the time I had health problems, I was overweight and I looked at her plate and I said, hey Sarah, what are you eating? Where's your meat? And she says, oh I don't eat meat and I asked her, well why not? And she says, oh I don't, I don't eat meat, I love animals. I mean she said that as someone who has a dog, I looked at her and I thought, wow, well I feel like a hypocrite here because I love animals too and here I am eating um, an animal Although it's not a dog, it's still an animal. So at that point, um, I stopped eating meat forever. And uh, about five years ago, I was um, at a seminar and the... um, the speaker spoke about the deleterious effects of dairy. And um, that evening, I was talking to my um, cousin, her name is Masa, she's a musician in Hollywood, and she's a vegan. And I told her that I've been vegetarian for the animals. And she said, Well, if you are doing it for the animals, I can tell you that the dairy industry is far more cruel than the meat industry. And you should stop eating dairy. Not only that, as a physician, you should know the health benefits of going um, plant-based because uh, dairy is uh, far worse for your health than meat. Um, and so you should watch this this documentary called Forks Over Knives and y- you, you'll you see what I mean. So that night I went home and I watched Forks Over Knives and it really blew my mind. It changed my life forever because it opened my eyes to how important it is to have good health uh, by eating a plant-based diet. Prior to this, I had no idea um, because um Nutrition is not uh, a focus in medical school and in medical training, residency, and fellowship. We go on to learn about pathophysiology of um, disease, diagnosing and treating with medicines, but not really how to prevent disease and how to use nutrition as as a powerful mechanism to reverse disease. So I didn't know, and um, my eyes were closed to this whole path. And um, until that day when I watched Forks Over Knives and I decided that I would be very selfish and a, definitely a bad doctor if I didn't implement nutrition and reversing disease with the power of plants into my practice. So as of that moment, I studied um, nutrition very, very fiercely and uh, um, continuously on a daily basis. And uh, I decided to implement it in my clinic and. Lo and behold, I can tell you that I have saved so many patients' lives and prevented and re- re- reversed disease in so many patients with inflammatory bowel disease, irritable bowel syndrome, gastroesophageal reflux disease, SIBO, I mean, all kinds of colon uh, problems, all kinds of things. I've been able to help so many patients as a result of this, um, this blessing that came into my life, and that's the whole food Based.
1: Let me ask you, and we have our little Rico here, who's our mascot, our rescue from the streets of Puerto Rico. So cute. Um, And uh, we always have them here because Americans love their dogs and love their cats, and they say they love animals. So we try to say, please love all animals, not just dogs and cats. Uh, So, what I find fascinating about your story, and by the way, please share this video, share this video so that others can save their lives, is that you're a doctor. You did not get any training in nutrition. You didn't really know. Because it used to be, hey, the old-fashioned way, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Now when you go to the doctor, instead of talking about eating healthy, um, they try to prescribe you pills immediately, immediately. It's a really, really ginormous system. We know that, for example, there was just, um, I was listening on NPR, uh, one of the biggest, the biggest pushers of OxyContin, uh, they had their salespeople going through the hospitals pushing this highly addictive drug on people for back pain, for a shoulder injury, and then, you know, they were ultimately the biggest drug pushers in the world. Um, and so something's happened to the medical industry, and it's become an industry. you know that that is first do no harm. And I even see it when I go, Uh, for a checkup, the first thing they want to do is prescribe a pill and get you on a prescription drug. I'd like to say I'm 23 years sober. And I always tell a doctor whenever I go in, I'm sober. Don't give me any alcohol in the mouthwash. Don't give me any prescription mood altering drugs. And they still do it. And they do it with a refill, with an extra refill so that even if I Did, and I have it, I rip it up, but even if I did take one for pain, all of a sudden, there it is. Oh, I can go back. There's no better customer, client, or patient than a drug addict. Now, I know that's not what you're talking about, but what what I'm saying is that's part and parcel of the whole problem with the health system. All they talk about is, well, prescription meds. Get cheaper prescription meds instead of, if we ate healthy, we wouldn't need high cholesterol pills. We wouldn't need the the guys, which more than 50% of guys over 50 have erectile dysfunction. They wouldn't need their anti-erectile dysfunction pills. They wouldn't need their diabetes medication. Guess what would happen? The medical industry would stop making as much money as it does. So when I see you as a person who can speak from being a very qualified doctor and having had absolutely no, no uh, medical uh, information about nutrition. It blows my mind. We've got a caller, Adita from New York. What's your question or thought, Adita?
3: Hi. Hi, Jane and um, Dr. Angie. i really fascinated to listen to all of this. And um, I wanted to get Dr. Angie's opinion on the importance of policy changes in cities and in governments that will, take away some of the worst um, offenders for public health, just as such as processed meat. And in particular, recently in the New York City Council, there was a resolution introduced that would ban processed meat from being served in public schools. And I know that processed meats are one of the worst for health. They're classified as a carcinogen. And um, just what you think of the importance of doing this um, on a wider scale to change kind of laws and policies, to provide more plant-based options and also to ban um, real health hazards such as processed meats, especially from school kids' lunches?
1: Excellent question. Dr. Angie? Well... I don't know if you're familiar
2: with PCRM, it's an amazing organization led by Dr. Barnard and they are placing policies all over all the time and in fact they have a policy that's going to take place, Jane I think you're aware of this, as of January 2020, 2020, every hospital, every prison and in um, schools in California, they are supposed to have plant-based options on the menu and have that option available. Yes.
1: Well, it's not schools yet. It, okay. it was called the uh, Healthy Meals Act or something like that. Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, (PCRM) and Social Compassionate Legislation got that through the legislature. Jane Unchained was there at every news conference. Now that they've got the law that says every hospital, healthcare facility, and prison has to offer plant-based meals, now we're going after the schools. And it, it's it is so important to go after schools.
2: Why? Because some of these parents don't understand. They're giving their kids a carcinogenic food that is going to lead to colon cancer. And if the parents don't know, at least as hospital, as as professionals, as as um, school officials, as the government, we need to protect the kids who are innocent and they don't know what they're in their mouth. They don't understand this is carcinogenic. So I teach my child. I tell. Him, listen, meat, uh, processed meat is carcinogenic. Regular meat that's not processed is bad for your health. It could lead to colon cancer. Uh, meat, and uh, I tell him that about the deleterious effects of dairy, but what if he goes to school and that's served and I, he didn't have a mom like me? I worry about those children. So I think there should be policies in place and they should ban serving uh, carcinogens in
1: school. See, one of the problems we're dealing with is that we are living in a carnist culture. That is a term coined by Harvard-trained social psychologist Dr. Melanie Joy. You know, Adito raises such an incredible question. It's like, why are we shoving cancer-causing foods down the throats of kids? And the answer is money. Money, money, money. Our entire economy is based on Suffering, disease, and death. Suffering for the animals, disease for the humans, and ultimately death for all of us. And so if you look at the big profit centers, big ag, big pharma, and the military industrial complex, you can see. And by the way, it was a conservative Republican, uh, General Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, who coined the term military industrial complex and spoke about how Bureaucracies will fight to survive and grow, and they will find reasons to persist. And so we have the military-industrial complex. We have the food-industrial complex. We have the pharma-industrial complex. All of these powerful institutions have infiltrated the government. You know, I'm not a socialist. I believe in capitalism, but we don't have capitalism today. We have corporate socialism. The only reason why dairy hasn't completely collapsed is that the U.S. government is subsidizing dairy, subsidizing the bad food. And they are doing it because the lobbyists control Congress. The meat and dairy executives have infiltrated the USDA, infiltrated uh, the FDA. I mean, these companies run the government. They're one and the same. They're not going to let you know that eating fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains is going to help your health. So it's we have to start thinking for ourselves. We have to start thinking for ourselves. I just saw a commercial the other day about milk with, of course, happy cows and people rollicking, frolicking in the grass. All of it is a lie. We've been up to California. California is the largest dairy state in the nation. These animals are up to their up to their udders and feces in the rain, and they're dropping like flies in the summertime from heat stroke. There's no happy cows. Maybe a couple that are owned by rich farmers who are just doing it for fun. But the vast 99.99% of the cows are miserable. But guess what? They're talking about milk and authentic and genuine and real. And guess who sponsored the ad? The government, they have an egg board, they have a dairy council. These, This is the U.S. government using our tax dollars to force feed us something that is making us sick. One out of every four people dies of heart disease in this country. Heart disease is when the arteries in your your body get clogged, the arteries to the heart get clogged. Tell us about that doctor. Dr. Angie, I don't think most people understand the connection between heart disease, American's leading killer, and animal products and cholesterol. Well, absolutely. It's, it's,
2: it's a very simple, actually, subject. Don't be intimidated by it. Here it goes. The heart muscle needs oxygen to pump. And when you, so normally we have something called the coronary arteries. These arteries um, basically lie upon the muscle and diffuse oxygen and nutrients to the heart muscle. When you eat a bad diet, when you eat a diet full of cholesterol Animal meat and dairy. What happens is slowly, from the time you're born until basically adulthood, this artery keeps getting occluded and occluded, and you basically suffocate the artery with, uh, but from it getting clogged by these cholesterol packs in the um, arterial wall. It gets to a point that these arteries are so narrowed that there is no oxygen going into the heart muscle. And that's when people start having chest pains. And that's when the heart muscle starts becoming dysfunctional and you go into heart failure. And so basically... um, I wanna, I, I, now that we I have identified the problem, animal, meat and dairy can cause occlusion of the arteries. Let me tell you the solution. Um, a few doctors like Dr. Ornish, Dr. Esselstein, and Dr. Campbell have uh, proven um, for the first time in the history of the United States and the medical literature, that a whole food plant-based diet can be a solution to this problem. And that it's the only diet that can actually reverse and prevent coronary artery disease. So if you have coronary disease, if you have heart problems, it's not too late. If you start eating a whole food plant-based diet, devoid of animal products, you can indeed reverse that cholesterol plaque and that occlusion and actually have clean coronaries and let your heart muscle have a chance
1: to breathe. Well, I have to say this. One out of every four people are dying of heart disease. There's also Oh, we've got a couple of callers here, so we'll catch them while we have them. Uh, Lisa Carlin, Westlake Village. What is your question or thought, Lisa?
4: Yeah. Hi. Hi, Dr. Sadeghi. It's so nice hi, to hear from you again. And and uh, Jane, thank you so much for having Angie on your show. Uh, I just tuned in. I'm not sure if you talked about the incredible forks over knives, two yes, week we free, uh, the two week free meal plan. That is probably the best way for anybody. To look at adopting a whole food plant based diet because this 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 program will give access to the people who subscribe and I want to reiterate this will be for free. They can sign up for this program. Uh, Jane will post the link to the program and they will get two weeks of meal plans with support from six of the most uh, prominent plant based physicians in the United States. Dr. Angie Sadeghi is one of them. Dr. Danielle Bansolardo, who is a cardiologist from Philadelphia, is part of it. Dr. Joel Kahn. the incredible plant-based physician from Michigan, um, Dr. Robert Ostfeld, the cardiologist from Montefiore in New York, and who am I forgetting? Oh, uh, Mauricio Gonzalez, another internal medicine doctor. Thank
1: you, Lisa. Thank you so much, Lisa, for bringing that up. Can you, because we're about to go to break, Dr. Angie, can you elaborate on that? Yes, so uh, the, the six of us got together and we are helping people on this
2: journey. To It's basically going to be a two week free access to the Forks Over Knives portal so they can get all kinds of information, include, including um, diet, um, fitness, and actually meditation. So I really encourage people if you're listening, this is all free. You'll have access to Forks Over Knives for two weeks. So um, we're going to have the link attached. So if you're listening and you've always thought this is is the time for me to start my journey, and I just needed this kickstart. Here you are. This is your opportunity. I'm one of the physicians who's going to be there for you, answer your questions, so I highly encourage you to take this challenge for your health, for your future, for your children and grandchildren who will uh, basically benefit from your decision today.
1: Wow. Well, listen, uh, we're going to take a little break, but we are staying live on Facebook And uh, we have Dr. Angie Sadeghi on today, and we are so thrilled and honored, and we are getting sort of a behind-the-scenes look at why the medical community is not really advocating for uh, as much as they should. Look, we've got Physicians uh, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, we've got Forks Over Knives, and we have Cowspiracy. And if you really want to understand why you're not getting this life-saving information, watch Cowspiracy. It's on, uh, you could just, it's right on your computer, just Cowspiracy. Instead of conspiracy, Cowspiracy. And the uh, amazing filmmakers, Kip Anderson and Keegan Kuhn, they literally go in and they talk to doctors. And they find out that, you know, some of these hospitals, literally one public relations person runs out of the hospital and says, We can't talk to you. After all, this is our business. In other words, they're doing stent operations, and they know that there is a way to prevent the need for stent operations, which basically go in and vacuum out all that cholesterol, but they don't want to talk about it because it's their business. Follow the money. Don't be a sucker. We all have to start thinking independently, The brainwashing happens every 10 seconds. I was watching the Grammys last night. Oh, my God. The McDonald's commercial with the bacon, 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 bacon. Processed meat is cancer-causing. It's not me saying it or Dr. Angie saying it. It's the World Health Organization. If you go to the American Cancer Society website, it's there because it's a fact. But why aren't? The people from the American Cancer Society shouting from the rooftops, don't eat bacon. Well, watch Cowspiracy, and you'll find out why everybody is being co-opted. Everybody is being co-opted. The hospitals are serving the very food that is making people have to go to the hospital. But people are waking up thanks to social media, thanks to people like Dr. Angie, you know, it takes a lot of courage for a doctor to stand up to the system and speak truth to power. That's not an easy thing to do. We applaud you, Dr. Angie. Stand by. We're going to be back on Voice America Radio in a minute, but we're going to stay live on Facebook. So take it away, Voice America. Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
5: devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality tune in every wednesday at 9 a.m pacific time and 12 noon eastern time on the voice america influencers channel we
1: don't follow we lead. join us the voice america influencers channel
0: you are listening to jane unchained To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to janeunchainnews at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: And we are here with the amazing plant-based doctor, Dr. Angie Zedegi, also known as just plain old Dr. Angie. We've got a caller from Florida, and I believe it's the world's youngest animal activist, Vegan Evan. Hi, Evan. Hi. Hi, Dr. Andy. Hi, Jane. Hi. Uh, how are you doing? Good. Can you ask your question, honey?
6: Yeah. Uh, so, it wasn't really a question. Uh, I just want to tell you that I'm so glad that you're speaking up about this because uh, I think that it's great you're doing this because kids, they're just like me, don't know uh, Their moms just send them to school, and they get what's there. Uh, uh, So, And then when they eat that food, it hurts the animal, it hurts them, and then it destroys the planet, which is their future. So I really uh, like you talking about this. And actually, uh, I'm starting a campaign called Vegan Evans Mission, where we're going to go into schools, and we're going to try to get – the number one carcinogens in the same class as tobacco smoking, out of schools, And then we're going to try to do with the field trip, but yeah. I
1: I think you're amazing. How old are you, Evan? I'm eight. Oh, my God. I love you. You're
2: just so adorable, Evan. My son is also vegan. His uh, his name is Bijan. He's 11. You should connect with him on social media. His ha- social media handle
1: is Vegan Kids Are Us. We are That'd going to awesome. have you on, Evan, and focus on your mission. We think you're terrific, and we love what you're doing. And obviously, you you've been raised vegan. I know you. You're healthy. Uh,
6: actually. Super Actually, yeah. uh, a lot of people do think that I was raised and born vegan, but actually I wasn't. I ate meat for uh, 40 years of my life, and uh, then I went vegetarian when I was four, and then uh, my mom watched Caspersy in the middle of the night, and on the way to school, she told me that uh, she was going to try vegan. Because she watched the movie And I said I wanted to also Uh, And my mom said No I don't think that you should You can't have pizza and cupcakes And I was five So she tried to talk me out of it And I said no mommy If the animals are being hurt Then I don't eat it and I don't want it So I've been vegan ever since Oh my god And we can't eat uh, pizza and cupcakes Vegan versions that taste better (laughs) You are honestly my hero. Uh,
1: Evan, uh, you're a living example of, because parents are afraid, oh, if I feed my kid just vegetables, fruits, nuts, and grains, uh, are they going to shrivel up and die? No. Uh, Honestly, the kids who are eating just the junk food and the fast food and the cow's milk, they're the ones who are suffering. Thank you, vegan Evan. So we've got another caller, Paige from McGorry Hills. Paige. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi.
4: Hi, hi, Dr. Angie. Nice to have you on the show. Thank you. So, What's your question? Um, so, um, I also watched Conspiracy and it changed my life. But it was before that. My teenage daughter was thirteen, um, with vegan, and she started bringing her own lunches to school, um, and has ever since. She's in high school now. It's been four years, um, and I feel that you know how are we going to not only I feel it needs to be. Also, the teachers need to get in engaged in this as well. I'm wondering what kind of program will be rolled out, and I also, at the same time, am super curious about your involvement
1: with Switch for Good. So, those two oh, things are great. what I'm Wait, concerned Ms. about. Okay. Thank you, Paige. Very good question. Absolutely. Switch for Good. Tell us about Switch for Good, Doctor. Switch Anne. for
2: Good is an incredible nonprofit organization led by silver medalist Olympian Dotsie Bosch, a good friend of mine. This woman is amazing. She went vegan a couple of years before she won the silver medal, and everyone, all her coaches, were like, "You can't do this. You're not going to make it," because you know they had all these concerns about her going vegan. And sure enough, she did it, and. She was the oldest Olympian um, winning a silver medal in that category. And she proved everyone wrong that um, she was healthier, faster, and better, shortened her recovery time, and she could uh, basically um, kick ass. And she won um, the silver silver medal. And I love her. And this woman has a heart of gold. She has uh, started this organization because, as you remember, historically they would have this milk moustache on athletes. And through this propaganda and these uh, commercials and ads, they would make it look like these athletes won because they were milk. And the dairy industry was focusing on basically advertising milk as health food. Well, we know better. Obviously, dairy is not healthy. However, um, unfortunately, because of all that money they were pumping into this campaign, they were making it look like it's health food. So everyone was implementing it in their diet. So Dotsie came out and wanted to speak up. So she, um, along with uh, I believe seven other Olympians who are um, dairy-free and uh, vegan and plant-based, uh, they came out and they, they have spoken out. And this organization is now established to show people that dairy, basically opened people's eyes in regards to the deleterious effects of dairy. And and um, so it, it's, a, it's an amazing organization. Please follow them. Uh, please support
1: them. Um, and uh, yes. Yeah. Why is dairy bad for you? Because even my sister, who I've been trying to convince, she's she's got osteoporosis, and she says I have to have milk because I have osteoporosis. And I say, look, sis, I love you. It's not gonna. It's gonna make your osteoporosis worse. worse. Yes. Hella,
2: spell it out. So let me let me uh, just start by telling you this. I believe that the milk products are the worst health uh, foods you could ever put into your body. And it starts from the GI tract because that's the first place your body is exposed to whatever you're eating. So there's a sugar in dairy called lactose. Lactose sugar is a a large molecule. It goes down into your small intestine and it gets digested by an enzyme called lactase. Well, um, 75, up to 75% of the population doesn't have this enzyme to digest dairy. So up to 75% of the population are lactose intolerant. So when they consume dairy, they get abdominal pain, cramping, explosive diarrhea, constipation, alternating diarrhea and constipation, and you know, mistakenly get diagnosed as irritable bowel syndrome and they have lactose intolerance. And then they get a pill. They get a pill for the pain, the constipation, the diarrhea, and all that stuff when all they have to do is stop eating dairy. The other problem is that I've realized that many people are allergic to the two proteins that are commonly found in dairy. One is whey, and one is casein. People don't do very well with those two proteins in their GI tract, and they develop uh, allergies all the time. And I see this time after time, day after day. day. Um, Furthermore. Dairy contains a type of fat which is a really bad fat. It's called saturated fat. It goes down into the intestine and it wreaks havoc on your GI tract by breaking these tight junctions in the small in, in the bowel, causing what's called leaky gut. Um, furthermore, it has cholesterol and also the saturated fat that we were talking about, and it can clog your coronary artery artery disease and give you the number one disease in America, which is heart disease. The number one killer in America—it's no joke, people. So just because dairy has calcium and vitamin D, it doesn't mean it should be consumed. And by the way, dairy doesn't even have naturally vitamin D; it's fortified. So if you—all you have to do is give up cow's milk and switch to alternative plant-based milks. We're not saying don't drink milk; just don't drink cow's milk. Drink. Uh, almond milk. It has calcium and vitamin D and it has all those nutrients without the saturated fat, the whey protein, the casein protein and the lactose sugar.
1: And I want to say uh, we want to go to a caller Aaron Oceanside and then we have a a troll who is always trolling us and I want to get your reaction to him. Uh, Aaron, go ahead. Hello Dr.
7: Angie, this is Aaron Riley Carrasco. I don't know if you remember me but I so admire you.
2: I do remember.
7: Hello there. Yes. Um, And I shared with you when I met you that my husband, the doctors were wanting to do a third surgery on his esophagus. Many years of 24 years of issues with his esophagus. And when he went vegan a year and a half ago, he has not had one problem and we got to cancel the surgery. It has done amazing things for both my husband and I. And I wanted to ask you, I know that this is not your specific area of expertise, but you're a doctor and you're probably aware. Can you shed a little light on how dairy affects women and autoimmune diseases? Because I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, but since I went vegan, I have not had one symptom.
2: Right. Well, first of all, dairy affects women because it causes ovarian cancer, endometrial cancer, and breast cancer. Boom. So if that's not enough for you, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and if you're a man, it causes, causes prostate cancer. I mean, if I heard that, yeah. honestly, I would never touch another bite of cheese or drink another ounce of dairy ever again. Okay, let me reiterate. Dairy causes prostate cancer, ovarian cancer, endometrial cancer, and breast cancer. All right, but farther And I,
7: I'm a cancer survivor. I had adrenal cancer. And so I, the the book, The China. Um, syndrome. The, the China study by Dr. Colin Campbell changed my life. And I was vegetarian for 25 years, but ate tons of dairy. And I can only thank you so much for bringing this to light because the mainstream media is not. Going vegan changed my health. And I look at it as being the biggest insurance policy I can take out on my health and my families by giving up meat and dairy. So and thank you so much for what you do and all of the awareness, both of you.
1: And thank you, Aaron, uh, for all you do. Um, I want to say this: uh, we invite the Dairy Council or any industry on Jane Unchain anytime to respond. Uh, we they have an open invitation. Uh, so j- continue on, Doctor, and and I want to go to one thing about uh, what one of our our trolls, Bobby, says: amino acids for meat is recovery. What's your What's your reaction to that? Well, I mean, uh,
2: uh, what's his name again? I'm sorry, I forgot. Bobby, I want to tell you that um, I'm, I'm an um, athlete myself. I'm a, I'm a fitness enthusiast, and I do bodybuilding, and I want to reassure you, if that's what's holding you back from going plant-based, I want to reassure you that a plant-based diet has all of the amino acids, essential amino acids you would need. And in fact, um, some studies showed that a plant-based diet will shorten your recovery so you could train better and harder and faster um, almost every day and not have to worry about it. So if that's your concern, I want to, as a physician, I want to um, tell you, please do not eat meat and dairy because of its um, amino acids. Amino acids are plentiful in a whole food plant-based diet.
1: And let me ask you also about the fact that uh, the overwhelming majority of antibiotics uh, that are produced go into animals, factory farm animals that people eat. Now, my understanding is that those antibiotics are supposed to pass through the animal system until before they're slaughtered. But, I mean, we see uh, undercover investigations all the time where the USDA is looking the other way. I mean, if you look at the Hallmark Slaughterhouse uh, scandal, you know, where they're dragging down cows, which are... Uh, illegal because that can lead to mad cow disease, and where the USDA inspectors during that. So you know we can't count on the government that has been co opted by the industry to look out. So what what is this antibiotic well, resistance? Let me tell you something. Yes, absolutely. Resistance?
2: You can test the animal to make sure that the antibiotics are pa- have passed through their system. But one thing you cannot prevent is antibiotic resistance that's that's caused in the animal, and those bacteria become superbugs because they develop resistance, and those bacteria do not go anywhere. And so, when you eat that animal, you are consuming bacteria resistant genes. These superbugs they can kill you. Um, and also, another thing you cannot avoid is the endotoxins that is in meat. So you could make uh, cook your food and with high temperatures kill the bacteria, but you're not getting rid of the toxins that can go into your body. Uh, Furthermore, many of these animals are given GMO foods, and so they're full of pesticides, glyphosates, and environmental toxins that are going to go inside you and
1: get passed to future generations. So um, it's risky. Yes, and you know, for our troll, Bobby, uh, don't tell me there's no antibiotics in animals. You can look it up, Google it. 70% at least, or 80% of all antibiotics produced go into factory farm animals. The reason why they're kept in such horrific conditions that they would die if they didn't get the antibiotics pumped into them. Pigs kept in crates the size of their bodies, never able to turn around. Um, they're, they're, They're in these torture chambers. And uh, in their own feces. We see it every time. We bear witness at uh, the pigs at the slaughterhouse here near downtown L.A. And, and the animals arrive in their own feces. I mean, there's it's not disputed. The industry doesn't dispute it. The overwhelming majority of antibiotics produced go into factory farm Animals. Okay, we're, okay.
2: vitamin B twelve. By the way, vitamin B twelve. Ninety percent of the vitamin B twelve is sold to the dairy and, and and meat industry. So a lot of people eat uh, meat to get vitamin B twelve, and that's completely um, unnecessary.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I get so worked up. I just was <laughs> choking on my ginger tea here. All right, we're going to take a short break on Voice America Radio. What a lively show! We're so excited to have Dr. Angie here. But we're going to stay live on Facebook. So stay right there. Let's hear some music.
5: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success
1: Financial freedom and money are subjects that many
0: people are uncomfortable discussing. These don't have to be. Listen for Money, Mindset, and
1: Love with Thomas DeShooter. We're all about sharing ideas with tips, amazing guests, and input from you, the listeners. It's time to dream big and help each other reach our goals. Not only will you get closer to financial freedom, but you'll learn more about spirituality, work-life balance, and empowerment. Listen live Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers.
5: it will be the best hour of your week.
1: We don't follow, we lead. Join us,
0: the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the
1: show. And we are here with Dr. Angie Sadeghi, um, just known as Dr. Angie, the plant-based doctor who is doing so much on so many fronts to wake the world up when you talk to your fellow doctors here and there, as you meet them at conferences, do they give you the, uh, you know, eye roll or, or, are they starting to listen? Because I'm starting to see that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we were just such outliers. Now you see with, um, even fast food companies adopting the beyond meat burger, the impossible burger, uh, with, uh, so many references on TV and, uh, in social media to this this changing lifestyle with The Economist. The Economist, perhaps one of the most conservative publications, not politically, but in terms of when they make pronouncements, saying 2019 is the year that veganism is going to go mainstream, with more and more articles connecting uh, animal agriculture to the devastation that's happening in the environment and how the clock is ticking – do you see your doctor colleagues uh, approaching it, reacting differently?
2: Well, you know, I've seen a combination. I've, I've been made fun of by some. Um, I have uh, basically also seen the Plantrition Project um, and the Plant-Based Nutrition Health Conference grow um, significantly. When I first went to their conference, I think they had 600 doctors, and um, this last year, I think they had about 1,200. So, the doctors are listening and they're learning. Just remember, doctors are just like any other human being. They um, they've been brainwashed as far as nutrition. Um, the government is on this, in on this whole thing, and they're basically funding and subsidizing the meat and dairy industry. And so everyone basically is told a lie. So um, in order to for doctors to find the truth, they would have to do some significant research on their own. And some of us. Uh, stumble upon this movement and learn and realize, but some of us stay in the dark because no one taught them. And so I think, you know, slowly as they hear about it, they cannot turn their uh, turn back to it and they cannot ignore
1: it. They're going to have to start looking into it, listening and learning. It's well, coming. You know, one of the things that we have learned by working with Dr. Selesh Rao, who was one of the creators of the internet, is that rap- rapid social change can occur and he points to computers. You know, yes. In 1995 we all had those first computers and we were like, "What? We got to put code in to just access them." And and now of course, you know, uh, these phones are more powerful than the giant uh, mainframes uh, that we used to have uh, back in the late 90s and that all happened, he said, in approximately 8 years we made that shift. But by the same token, there are always going to be those who Fail to keep up with the Times, uh, I was struck by the idea that um, I was watching, I was look, reading an article in the New York Times and they had photos from the 1940s in Manhattan and believe it or not, in some areas they were still using horse-drawn carriages in the 1940s. Um, so there will be those people, you know, bringing up the rear as they say. Uh, but I do feel that the medical community is one of the most important because most people are not motivated by animal, even though, you know, they like to think of themselves as animal lovers and we're killing more animals than any other culture in the history of humankind. We're, we're committing animal genocide. Uh, more, more animals die in 12 hours uh, today than all the human beings that were killed in all the wars in the history of humankind. So let's just look at that. It's a, it's a very, very fast and furious rate of killing. And people have, there's a social compact that has said, well, you don't have to worry about that killing. You don't have to worry about that suffering. You don't have, to, you can still even call yourself an animal lover. Just don't talk about that. We made a, a deal. Just don't talk about that. And uh, so when we break that social compact, people, they react. Like uh, I was talking to a neighbor who has a dog, nice person. And uh, she was talking about how cold it was and how she felt sorry for all the people in the Midwest during the polar vortex. And I said, yeah, and imagine the pigs and the cows and the chickens driving through sub-zero temperatures in open-air trucks for their slaughter. And she she looked at me like this, and she just walked away because they can't process it. Oh, it was like I burped or something. You, you're not supposed to talk about that. So that's the social compact. And when you break the social compact, um, people, people um, feel like you've done something wrong because it's the big elephant in the room, just like a family usually has one big elephant in the room and everybody's walking around and nobody's talking about the big elephant, whether it's dad's an alcoholic or, you know, mom's a hysteric or whatever it might be, uh, or the one kid is the ne'er-do-well, nobody talks about it. It's the, it's the compact we are breaking the social compact final words we're almost at the end uh i don't know how much time we have uh maybe our voice america uh control room and the amazing a-rod who manages this show along with executive producer Tacey trump we love her um uh, maybe you could tell us how much time we have but you know, oh we have five minutes fantastic oh uh, how are you breaking that social compact with doctors well,
2: I mean the evidence is undeniable. I mean, you you look at it you look in the literature and if you support eating animal protein and dairy, that means you have not studied the literature very well because it is you cannot fight. If you you know, if you're going to uh, support something. If you're going to eat, support meat and dairy as a physician, you better have some reason to do it. Because we are supposed to be evidence-based, meaning as physicians, we are supposed to read and interpret the literature before we recommend something to our patients. So if we are talking out of our asses, then we are not practicing good medicine. And so I believe that if a doctor is promoting the consumption of meat and dairy, they are—they don't know what they're talking about and they haven't read the literature. And I don't know what, what else to say except choose a good doctor who has read the literature.
1: Well, I also feel that uh, we have to change the culture and that's why I support Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine because they speak the language that doctors can understand. If I go talk to a doctor, you know, it's like, who am I? I'm not a doctor. But when doctors talk to doctors, and now Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine has fifty, more than 15,000 doctors who are members and untold thousands more who are medical professionals. And I guess what I'd like to know is, I know you're in private practice, I believe, Yes, uh, but when doctors are in the hospital situation, is there any way that they can come up with a way to change their institution without getting fired? I mean, we deal with this in in a lot of arenas. Like I was in media for forty years. Um, you know, we tried to start like a vegan club where we were in uh, one of one of the uh, networks that I worked at, and we did. But it it, it seems like. There's got to be a way to change institutions from within. Ironically, even though I had begged for more vegan food for years, an executive went vegan and boom, we started getting vegan food. And I was just thrilled to the moon. So sometimes it's when the people in power get the message. And let's face it, it the smartest people who rise to the top uh, should be getting this message. The, the biggest frustration I have is that people who can – Perform intricate surgery, who can figure out the Russia investigation, who can do all sorts of things that most people can't do, still can't get this simple concept uh, because of their cultural conditioning. Dr. Angie? Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and as physicians in the hospital
2: setting, usually we're dealing with urgencies and emergencies. People are bleeding to death. Um, and so a lot of the diet advice comes from our dieticians. But you know, we have another problem on our hands besides the physicians, guess who's also brainwashed? The dietitians and the nutritionists in this country, because the USDA and the US Dietary Guidelines are set forth and uh, such to as such to support the meat and dairy industry. So we have a huge problem. Because I would consult a dietitian to come and see a patient and give him a dairy-free diet, and the dietitian comes up to me and says, "Why?" And we don't have anything dairy-free. We have a problem because our hospitals are basically um, full of cheap. Like let's face it, dairy is dirt cheap. It is so cheap; it's cheaper than uh, alternatives, right? So it's it's a big filler, and they put it in everything to sell it to you um, for more expensive. So basically, our our hospitals are filled with these uh products that are full of dairy and dirt cheap and they're giving it to you so you have to speak when you go to the hospital say i am not going to consume any meat and dairy you have to you have to express that and when i i, I talk to them, I just i sit them down in the hospital one by one and i teach them this is not good for this patient this has saturated fat they just had a heart attack they have uh, diarrhea and they have lactose intolerance. You cannot give them it. So it's a, it's a battle because, you know, our hospitals are not equipped. Our dietitians don't know about the uh, benefits of the plant-based diet. You see how it's a big problem, and I, I don't know. It's like we've got to somehow
1: um, just keep talking about it and, and bringing awareness. Well, that's what we're doing. And, you know, uh, we just want to get the word out because uh, – one person hearing this message, if one person today, we've got so many comments on this show, so much uh, reaction from people. I mean, 214 shares, 129 comments. So people are are absorbing this information, but one person making the change, thats um, that's where the magic happens. So we, we see that all the time. We see that. That's why I do all this stuff on social media. We do daily lunch break live vegan cooking show. We do um, all sorts of our weekly Voice America Influencers radio show with leaders in this movement, such as yourself, Dr. Angie. We, we have to use social media to get the word out. Uh, you know. Also, don't waste time so much with your immediate family because yeah. they're going to be very defensive. They're going to take it personally. And uh, we found through trial and error that uh, talking to people, you know, they're the hardest to convert because it becomes a power struggle and it becomes about resentments. And so, just sh- social media. Um, I want you, Dr. Angie, to have your own show. You need to have it. We need to make that happen. And, uh, <laughs> let's do it. I'm uh, ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Dr. Angie Sadeghi, one of my heroes. Um, how can people follow you? We've got about 10 seconds. It's easy. Go, out, go to Instagram,
2: Angie.Sedeghi, A-N-G-I-E dot S-A-D-E-G-H-I. I'm very active on Instagram.
1: Wonderful. Thank you, Thank Dr. You. Angie. Woohoo! Woo! Thank hey, you, Rico. All right. We'll see you next time. See Here you next are time. Voice America Influencers and Facebook.com slash Mitchell. This was JaneUnchain.com talking to the leaders of our movement. Thank you so much.
0: Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.